Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. The following podcast is from the Sword of the Spirit Bible Conference. This is the afternoon service of Saturday the 23rd of February 2013, entitled Relationships Part 1, and the Bible reading is taken from Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. Here's Pastor Lou Godano. If we get an ox, what are we going to have in the crib? What happens in a horse stall? Is it clean or is it a mess? There's some nasty stuff in there. I don't know what you would call it in here. What's the, you know, preferred word for manure here? Manure. We say poo. We say, you know, other words that I can't say in America, but we'll say poo, all right? That's an American phraseology. All right, so what is saying here, okay, if you get an ox, you're going to get ox poo. Okay, does that make sense? Well, why would you want an ox then? Because much increase, right, by the strength of an ox. All right? And so in a marriage, it's like that. Ladies, you get an ox, (laughs) guess what you're going to (laughs) get? You're going to get some ox poo. There's no such thing as a poo-free marriage. Well, then why would we want a dumb ox? All right? It's, It's, you know... There's things that you need to expect. Now, if all you get is poo, you got one sick ox. Okay? That's not the way it should be. But it's not that everything is just sweet bed of roses and everything is wonderful. So, so understand that. But God, this is God's plan. Two people come together. And we'll talk about men and women in a minute. Hold on, teenagers, all right? But you need to understand this. Two people come together. There is, it, it, there's strength there. And uh, you can do more together. So keep that in mind, all right? But it's not easy. I've mentioned this a number of times. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. And uh, it's not what she thought, all right? Um, Men get offended, you know, because as I mentioned, how can I, you know, I not be everything that she hoped for? Um, We talked about the the four arms and four legs, you know, the Zeus thing, spreading it out, all right? And so keep those things in mind as we keep talking here about this. Uh, People point to examples in the Bible about how uh, people are just meant for each other and that they're supposed to all come together. And, uh, you know, I don't really care if your dad picks your spouse, if you're comfortable with that or whatever. I've seen those things, arranged marriages. I can study history. It's worked, all right? But people point to examples in the Bible that really aren't true, you know, to the way we live today. They point to Abraham sending out, you know, his servant. But then, you know, here he goes and, and finds it, it was a special situation. And that's, if you're comfortable with marrying your cousin that your father's servant picks out, then follow that model. But that's really not, you know, Hosea is told to marry someone, marry this, this, this whore, but, you know, not told which one to marry. You know, so there's a lot of examples, but they really don't, they don't fit into the way we are thinking is. And I'm only saying that because um, our thinking sometimes can be kind of funny. Um, God tells Joseph to, you know, that he should not fear to take Mary, his wife, the mother of Jesus, but Mary, uh, Joseph already had chosen her, all right? So we're not going to concentrate on really marriage or how you pick a, a spouse at this point. I've already mentioned they, you know, they should, the Bible says you shouldn't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. That is like the primary thing. 
You should have the same values. You should be heading in the same direction. But we are very different. Okay, so some of you are already hitched, all right? You've got the license, like I talked about, okay? Some of you don't, all right? But keep these things in mind that men and women are different, and we'll, we'll talk about this, all right? Everyone okay? All right? Okay, good. Um, marriage is more about doing the right thing, okay, really than... Um, than uh, getting the right person. It's really about you doing the right thing. Um, marriage is more about work than about divine luck, okay? Work, something that you know we don't like to hear today. More about finding someone to love, not to be loved by, someone that I'm going to give to, okay? Someone that we talked a little bit about love, finding someone to love than about finding someone to meet your own laundry list of personal needs. That's important because we're shopping for someone. I've got all these holes in me, and this one completes me. When really God is supposed to complete us, I know I get our spouse is a part of that, and we're two are better than one. But really, it's better that we're complete in the Lord, and God brings us together, and we, and we can be strong. All right, so just this is all just on the side. Just, just keep that there, all right? We'll talk a little bit about relational physics. We've got some professors in here. Relationship physics, this is important. I, I laugh about this because there are, there are laws that govern relationships. There's laws that govern marriages. There's laws that govern things inside your home with your parents. Because, and you say, why do you mention this? Because in Baptist circles especially, we think that if we're Christian or we have God, then that supersedes all the laws of relationship physics. You know, basically it's like this. I'm speeding down the road at 100 miles an hour, and there's a sign that says you've got to go 35 miles an hour around this turn. And what we think is we're a Christian. I've got the songbook open. You know, I'm praying while I'm driving the 100 miles an hour. This doesn't apply to me. And you're going to end up in a wreck. And there's a lot of Christian marriages that are in a wreck because their relationship physics, there's laws that apply to your relationships that you must follow. I know a lot of Christian people that have very bad marriages. I know a lot of heathen people that have very good marriages. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm going to just go become a heathen or leave the church. It's not the church that's making their marriage bad. Matter of fact, the church helps their marriage. But what I'm trying to get you to understand is there's things that you have to realize, things that you have to do, and all truth is God's truth. Even if a heathen does what God tells him to do, a Jew gives money, God blesses the Jew for giving money. Or gives, you know, you see this happen. All right, and I don't want to get off on rabbit trails for sake of time, but I think you get what I'm saying. There are physics that apply. Um, men and women are not the same. I was talking about that upstairs. You know, things that are different are not the same. We are... We are Equal in the sense that neither one of us is better, we, but we are different. The world today wants to say that we're all the same, and we're not. We're not uh, even the same in our minds and everything else, and that's clinically proven. Um, you'll laugh at this. Um, again, remember what I said, because you're going to be jabbing each other saying, see, I'm better, you know, I see things better, or I don't, you know, we're just different. They're, you're not better. Neither one is better. God sets you up for a purpose. Because um, women see things a lot better than men. Women get lost. Men never get lost. So they think. They don't ask for directions. I mean, to say that you got lost would have to be admit that you're an idiot. You know what I'm saying? So we don't get lost. 
Men protect, women nurture. You know, we think different, behave different, handle stress different. Um, you know, women think, why is he so mean and hard-hearted? Men think, why is she so fuzzy thinking and emotional, you know? And we pick at each other, and we try to change each other. And, and God set it up this way for a purpose, and I want you to understand that. But first, I want you to understand that we're different, okay? We're different. Um, the feeler does have logic. Now, we would look at a woman and say, she doesn't have any logic. She does have logic. And the logical has feeling, you know? You wouldn't think so on the surface, but, but guys do. It's just, it's just different. Um, I can't read my own handwriting. Um, we try to make them like us. And, and, and get this thought, because uh, men make lousy women, and women make lousy guys. And we get together, and we say, you should think like me, you should act like me, and then we work on somebody for 10 years, and then they start changing the way they are, and we say, you're not the woman I married. And, and we ruined it. And there were some things that attracted them to us, you know, that, boy, she really, you know, seems to, you know, she's got a way about her there, and then we change it all because she's not like us. Um, but keep that in mind. Uh, men make lousy women, women make lousy guys. I was saying to, I think, maybe Ruth or somebody the other night that if you ask a woman to describe their, their uh, perfect man, they'll describe another woman. I mean, they'll sit there and say, someone that's thoughtful, someone that's kind, someone that's, you know what I'm saying? And he's never going to be. He's never going to be a, a woman. So, so this is not about trying to get men to be like women or, or, or women to be like men. Okay, God made you the way you are. Um, really what we need to do is celebrate the differences, understand that neither is better. Um, I already talked about the love languages. Mastering that foreign language is going to be hard. Um, and let me talk about this. The, 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 we call it the tale of two brains, the, the difference between men and women. Uh, and even medically, there's difference between your brain. And, uh, you know, when you study a man's brain, I was, I was explaining it upstairs, when sex is determined, between the left and right side of the cerebral cortex, you know, you have this, like, conduit that connects them. When it's determined to be male, that conduit starts to go and squeaks down to almost nothing. And there's, it makes it so that these sides don't work together anymore. A woman, it, it actually like expands. And that's why a woman many times, and, and just by her own nature, is a great multitasker. I mean, a woman could be watching TV. My wife will be talking on the phone, watching TV, doing all these different things at a time. And I'll assume she's, she's not watching TV because there's no way I'm talking on the phone and cooking and watching TV. So I'll come in and change the channel, and she'll go, hey, I was watching that. Because she, she multitasks. And guys, you know, we don't, we don't do it that way. Um, I already mentioned that men are more 85%, you know, left-brain thinkers, uh, which is, you know, really where our logic and, and reason is. But let me get back to this men and, and women thing. In, you know, you've got man's brain, and, and if, if I was to, we, they, we were talking about some other examples, computer examples, I, I was talking to Penos and his wife and all that, but if you looked inside a man's head, you could describe it this way, it's, it's full of all these little boxes, like a filing cabinet, or like a stocked shelves, and when a man discusses a topic, 
He goes up to the cabinet. He pulls out a box. He opens the box. He discusses only what's in that box. And then when he's done discussing that subject, he puts the lid back on that box, and he puts it back up on the shelf, and making very careful not to disturb any of the other boxes and let the other boxes touch each other. It's separate, one thing at a time. And then a woman on this side is totally different. She, she's got this thing going on where she can multitask. It's all going at once. This is connected to this, and this is connected to this, and you're, you know, the kids are connected to your mother, and your mother's connected to your job, and, and, it, and it's, it's, it's like the Internet superhighway. And all of it's connected. And then it's, it's, it's driven by this thing called emotion. And it's like... And this is one of the reasons why women tend to remember everything. Because if you take an emotion and an event, and put those two things together, that emotion will burn it into your brain forever, and you'll never forget it. It happens with men. It just doesn't happen very often, because, frankly, we don't care. But every once in a while, an emotion will happen, and and it'll be burned there. Brother Stu, it's there. We don't ever forget it. Now, I have to describe something about the man, because in the man's head, there's a box in there that's called the nothing box. And out of all the boxes in our head, this is our favorite box. That's why a man can sit there for hours playing a video game or fish or, you know, do these things on end that are mindless things. And, and there's nothing more, you know, there's nothing that'll drive a woman more crazy than to witness a man doing absolutely nothing. She can't do it. You know, you know and, but, but this, this, is, this, is, this is important because this is how we communicate and this is how we, de- a lot has to do with how we deal with stress. A man, when a man is stressed out, he goes through the day, he's doing his thing, he's focused, and a man focuses on what he's doing, it's intense, and then he comes away from that and he wants to just go like, to the nothing box. I was telling them they did a study in uh, the Pennsylvania University, and they, uh, they found that uh, they connected all these wires and everything to this guy's brain and everything, and they watched the things go beep, beep, boop, 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 and then all of a sudden it went just like, and, and, they, and they said, hey, and he, and, he, and he looked up like, what? And, and a man can actually, you know, not think of anything and still breathe. And, and, a, and a woman is like astounded by that, like, that's not possible. Because she don't understand, and she don't understand the nothing box, and she doesn't understand him going there. And so when, when, a, when a man and woman are, are, are dealing with stress, you know, a woman, she loves, she loves the man. She wants to do the best things she can for the man. She wants to offer this man that she loves her best advice. A man will be really stressed out about the finances or something like this, and he's going to the nothing box. He's not thinking about it. He's putting it out of his mind. He wants to just kind of veg and just kind of like, like this. And he goes into this vegetative state. And his wife will come over and his wife will say, what you thinking about? And and, and he'll he'll say nothing. You got to be thinking about something. No, I wasn't thinking about anything. Matter of fact, you know, I don't want to think about anything. Tell, and she'll say, she'll say, tell me your problems. Talk about it. 
Because a woman thinks, you know, if, if you don't talk about it, if, if a woman doesn't talk about it, her head's going to explode. And, and, and so she, she talks about it. She, she's got to, you know, she's, that's how she understands it. She connects this wire to this wire to this wire. She doesn't understand how it works yet. So it's coming out. It's, she's explaining it, and she's got to talk about it. And we've got to understand that she's got to talk about it. But see, a man will offer his advice to his wife when she's having stress, when she's having trouble, and she'll go, she'll, he'll come over to her, and she'll say, I don't know what's going on with this, and this is happening with that, and I don't know what this, and, and a husband will just go, don't think about it. Just don't think about it. And, and, and this is where, you know, she's getting the 12-gauge shotgun, and she's going to kill you. You know what I'm saying? Because she needs to talk about it. But she's not a man, and she needs to talk about it. And a man is not a woman. Leave him alone. He, you know, his head is not going to explode. He doesn't have to talk about it. My wife will see me sometimes, and she knows there's things going on in the church and everything else, and she's just like, okay, you know, you go, you're nothing, box, and just, you know, when you have time, when you, when you want to bring it up, you bring it up, and, you know, just kind of leave it at that. But I've got to learn to sit there and say, okay, honey, you know, you know and, and, and this drives a guy nuts because she's connecting this wire to that wire, and I'm trying to follow this logic, and I'm trying to say, okay, and I'm ready to solve the problem here. And she's not solving nothing, and it's just, and she doesn't want me to solve the problem. And if I start solving the problem, she's going to kill me. So, so it's it, you got to just sit there, and you and you got to try to be understanding. This is this is the jacuzzi time sometimes, kind of, where you just sit there and just kind of like, okay, you know, all right, you know, let me hear, you know. And I ask my wife now, is this something that you want me to solve, or are you just talking? Like we have that a good enough relationship where like I can ask her that now. Where I couldn't ask her that before, but and so she's like, I'm just talking. Or sometimes she'll say, No, I really want advice on what to do here. But I ask first. I know to ask first. I gotta watch my time. We can get talking about this stuff. It's so true though. Um, men are different. Men are men are uh, all boxed in. We see things different. Our eyes are different. I was telling them upstairs. Our eyes are different. Clinically, our eyes are different. They're shaped different. We see things different. Men have more of a binocular view. Now, a woman can attest to that because when I walk in and I say, where's the salt and pepper? You know, they're right under my nose. Now, they say I got a big nose, and they say that's my blind spot. So, they, you know, it's like a big joke at my house. But I see like this. Now, I can see it if I focus on it. Now, this gives men a great, you know, ability to really hone in his skills to focus on something. I can sit there and read something, and I mean, I can, I can get it, man. You know what I mean? Deep thought. I'm in my Bible or something. Deep thought. Where my wife, she struggles with that because it's like she's reading this, but this is over here and this is going on over here. And you know what I'm saying? But this is why, like, I could be here and the kids could be screaming. You know what I mean? They could be jumping off the roof and I don't even know what's going on. So, I mean, this is an ability, but in some ways it can be a handicap. And you see, you know, God designed us different. For different purposes. So we just have to understand, embrace those differences. We've got to be able to, you know, try to help each other. When, when, a, when a woman talks to a man, a lot of times a woman will just, she, you know, she, is, she makes the false assumption to say, I multitask. He must multitask. So if, you know, my, I'll be working away or something, you know, I would be sitting there reading a book, writing something or whatever, or, or you know, in the early days I would be doing work around the house, you know, trying to fix up the place. And my wife would think, I multitask, he must multitask. 
I'm going to cook the dinner, and I'm going to say, oh, honey, how are you, you know, and she's going to tell me all this stuff, and she's going to say, oh, we have to leave at 5 o'clock, and we've got to, you know, do this and all that, and then, my, then I would come down off the ladder or whatever, and she'd go, honey, it's time to leave, and I would go, what? Go where? And she's like, I told you. I'm like, you didn't tell me nothing. And because I'm focused on what I'm doing, I can't even, there's clinical uh, evidence that shows that when a man's focusing on something, his hearing goes down to like 30%. You know, he's, he's focused on what he's doing. Now, the way to deal with that is you come over to the, to the dumb ox, all right? You guys are married, right? Newlyweds. Because a man, he's focused. He's got, let's see, he's got his Bible, okay? He's, he's really intent on what he's doing. She comes over to him, and she sees that he's doing something. The best thing to go is to do is to say, honey, honey, ex- whack. Okay, I've got his attention. Now, you deal with your son this way, okay? Even when they're like this, you know, you think, I shouldn't have to deal with a man like this. But if you see a man doing something, he don't hear you. And so, you know, what a man's got to do, you know, because a man will sit there, he'll be doing something. You know, and we've got this unique ability where, you know, when we're doing something, you were talking about, Stuart, where we sit there and go, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. And we're not hearing nothing. Because it's like this defense mechanism to, I've got to focus on what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? And that's why men will rise to a, a top of a profession because they're focused in on what they're doing. But a woman can do many things at one time. So you have an ability that we don't have. So you've got to get his attention. Now you've got to give him a second because he's got to reboot. He's got to sit there and go. He'll come in from outer space. You're in the room? Well, what is it? You know? And if you don't pull yourself out of what you're doing, what I would do is I would be sitting there. My wife would start to talk to me, and then I would go, yes. And I'm not hearing her again. Now, you're a big boy. You've got to put down whatever it is that you're doing, even if it's the Bible or if it's, if it's you know, some, you know, fool-hearted thing or whatever. You've got to put it aside and say, okay, I'm, I'm focused. That's what helps me with the jacuzzi because I'm there. My hands are tied up. There's no phone. You know what I'm saying? Don't sit there with the phone and someone's going to text you and she's trying to give you vital information. You're not going to get it. So, so pull yourself out. So it's not all on you, but you've got to understand I've got to deal with him. He can only handle, like, one thing at a time. But then the good thing is, is he, he's, if you got him, you got him. He's not all the way over here. You know, when you're talking to her, she's planning next you know, year's meals and everything else. She's telling you I love you and everything else, and she's thinking of 15 other things at the other time. That would, like, rock a man's world if he thought that. I won't go too far. That's, you know, the, uh, we're not just couples here today, so I'll behave myself. Sometimes I go a little further with the couples, and we have a few laughs about that. Um, but we see different. Um, let me say a little bit more about that. Um, a woman will go into a room. She sees different. She multitasks. She can go into a room, in a, in a, a woman in 10 minutes. My wife, can, we can sit down to dinner at a sweetheart banquet or something. She will know who's in the room in 10 minutes. She will know what people are wearing. She'll know if Bill is mad at Sue She will know all of this stuff in a matter of like 10 minutes. And she'll say something to me, and I'll be like, they were there? Because I walk in, I see the exits, okay, for security reasons, Brother Stu. I know where the bathroom's at. I see the food. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm talking to you. 
So we're having an intense conversation. And I don't see nothing else. I walked into this, to the, uh, the diner, and I was meeting with someone, Brother Stu, from the church, this new guy, and we were having a conversation and everything else. One of the ladies in the church, you know, young Leah, you know Leah. Leah was in there. She goes, oh, this is going to be funny. I'm here with all these guys from work. He's going to think all these crazy thoughts. She was actually, you know, going to get a rise out of me, you know. She said she was going, hi. As I'm walking out the door, she was like right there. She said, I mean, she almost was like in my face. And I'm like, you know, talking with this guy. I didn't even see her. But that's, that's a guy. That's the way we operate. We're focused. It can be a, a help, you know, or it can be, or it can be trouble. Now, um, a man, I was saying, could, you know, a woman sees all these things, and they do it with the police force and the FBI. But a man can see things like this that a woman can't see because I'm, fo- I'm, I'm focused. I'm watching your body language. I'm seeing if you're lying to me. You know what I'm saying? I could be like one of the best profilers, but I'm focusing on you. I bring my woman in, and she knows what's happening all around here. Or she says, watch that one. I got it, honey. Watch him. He looks like trouble. Now I'm going to figure him out. You know what I'm saying? So you can work together, but, but listen to your wife. Your wife will come up to you and say, I don't know about so-and-so. She's trouble. He's trouble. Because a woman's perception, I mean, she, she's seeing his body language. She's seeing all these different things. You know what I'm saying? She's, she's gathering all this information in time. That's why they say she's got eyes in her back of her head. You know, everyone's mother's got eyes in the back of her head. It's just that she's multitask. She sees it all. Where a guy, you know what I mean, he's watching one kid. You know, I got four kids. You know, oh, oh, honey, you're doing so good with little Joey. Where's the rest of the kids? What? We've got other kids? You know, and I, I, I don't even remember. And then we go running around the house. Can't find them. Brother Stuart, my heart's pounding. And to only find that after, after about 20 minutes of search and ready to call, you know, in the States, 911, the guy's in his bed sleeping. And he's been there the whole time, you know, but we, this, we, we handle things different. And so um, realize, help each other, you know, with all of that. Um, women speak in code. Women hate to have to ask for anything. They're not wired that way. You know, men, I said, can be takers. That makes it worse. We're not, that's not right. But it is. You know, we, you know, we're big boys. We need to work on our trouble areas. But, you know, women will drop hints. My wife would say something, you know, she wants me to stop and get her a tea. I'm a coffee drinker. She's a tea drinker. She, you know, she would want me to stop at Tim Hortons. You know Tim Hortons, right, in the States? Get her a tea. But I would totally be oblivious. And then I would sit there and say, honey, if you want a tea, just ask. <laughs> That's like the, the, you know, sin. And then if she's got to ask twice, oh, my goodness. You know, you are really in trouble. But the truth is guys never can really get all of those subtle hints. You know, we might be able to get one thing, but we can't focus on all this stuff. It's like we just really can't do it. Now, if you tell us, watch for this, my wife will say, you know, if this happens, it means that. You know what I'm saying? I can handle that. That's about all I can handle. And so it helps us. Understand, ladies, you really are helping us. You know, you don't want to be painfully blunt, but it will help the communication if you're painfully blunt. Guys, it helps if you go to, you know, the person you're dealing with, whether it's somebody in Sunday school, you you realize that that's a a girl or whatever, or you're dealing with somebody, 
and, and to ask, is there anything going on? Is everything okay? And inevitably, they will say, nothing. <laughs> and nothing really means something. They say nothing, it really means something. When a guy says nothing, it just means nothing. When a woman says nothing, get out of the house. <laughs> you know? And, and that happened in the Bible. Elisha he sent, you know, Gehazi and the widow woman, you know, or not the widow woman, she's married, she had the kid. Remember the miracle child? Kid dies. We preach down that, stretch out again. Gehazi comes and he says, is all well? And she says, all is well. But that's a woman. And so you've got to almost pry it out of them. And that, that's hard for us. But we've got to do it. We've got to ask the questions. We've got to realize, you know, they're wired different. Try to be direct. Try to be understanding. Try to listen. Um, understand she needs to talk. And be better listeners. We can be better listeners. We've got to train ourselves to do it. And so the best way is to put the other stuff aside, guys. Like I said, try to get rid of the distractions because, you know, as soon as that distraction comes up, you were making me laugh, your wife was making me laugh, she says, I'm talking to Penos, and I've got his attention. All of a sudden, I see this glazed look. I've lost him. And, and it's so true. And it's like, you've got to try to pay attention and try to put the other stuff aside. And, and we can do this. But understand, we're never going to be the same. I mean, do you understand we're different? We'll never be the same. If you're looking for your man to be a certain way, guys, if you're looking for a woman to act a certain way and to focus on this and to do that, I'll, you know, forever I would explain to my wife, well, this is how you work your day. You know, the kids are over here. You do this. You take care of that. I'll organize it all on a sheet. You know what I'm saying? We'll just, it's just, this is the way you do it. She'll come to me, oh, I had so much trouble. You know, this happened, this, the air was in the tire, and, you know, and she's telling me all this stuff. Well, this is how you fix it. And she's ready to kill me. Because she, she can do it. She, my wife does a lot of stuff, and she does it well. And she does focus more than, you know, I think most women on things. She's, she's, she's learned to do that. And I've learned to try to multitask a little bit. And you can a little bit. But... She's going to do it different than me. Remember we are talking about the love languages? We're different. We need different things. So leave her alone. Let her do it. You know, I tell her, you know, however you want to do it, if it works for you, I'm taking my hands off it. I say, when I'm leaving at 530, I'm leaving at 530. I mean, I mean like we are rolling out the driveway at 529 and a half. That's my thought. You know what I'm saying? My wife, no matter how much I tell her that, now she's not a late person. But she has to think 515 because then she's doing this and there's that and then there's this move and there's that move and then this. And then, you know, in her way, we leave at 530. And it would drive me nuts. She'd say, just tell me we're leaving at 515. And I would say, I'm not going to say that because when I mean 530, I mean 530. So we've learned not to gouge each other. We've learned to just understand that we're different. Okay, honey, if you want to set your clock 15 minutes, my mother sets her clock 15 minutes ahead. Drives me nuts. It's like, why would you set it 15 minutes? It doesn't make any logical sense. It doesn't change a thing. But it's like, just leave her alone. Okay? She's not you. She doesn't handle it your way. All right? There's much more that could be said on this subject. We'll pick up some. I know you're not all going to be here in that first hour on Sunday. All right? But understand these things. Open, you know, if nothing else, maybe I've wet your whistle a little bit to try to understand a little bit further 
And again, ask your spouse. Ask, you know, whoever it is in your life that you're dealing with and take it at face value. Ladies, if a man says something to you or, you know, just try to trust each other a little bit. And if they explain this is the way it is, as much as you go, that can't be. It probably is. Okay? Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, for just a little bit of a fun session. And, Lord, um, certainly we have so much to learn. I have so much to learn. And more than that, Lord, more than the knowledge, we have to do it. We have to do the things that we're supposed to. Happy are ye if ye do them, the Bible says. Help us, Lord, to be doers, not just uh, understanding things. And, Lord, uh, help these folks. Help them in their relationships. Help them, Lord, even in their ministry. We want to impact the world. Lord, I pray you bless in Jesus' name.